Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Carey, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. Before it gets a foot on the boat, we put it into a sweet 32. Sweet 32, is it 30, the 32, what do they call it? Just I don't even. round of 32? I think it, I think it's just the round of 30. Cause 32, then, cause that's it's the good first, for you. That's the first weekend of the tournament. You get through the round of 64. And then the round of 32 and then sweet 16, elite eight, final four championship. Okay. Well, we're in the 32. We're in the business right now. The dirty 32, the The dirty 32. We're going to figure out the best movie of 2001 guys. This year was the most stacked thing I've ever seen in the history of cinema. This, I mean, this is the, the 96 bulls. This is the dream team. This is, I guess, only basketball is easy to set up a, a major conglomerate of the best stars of all time. I can't, I don't know. Maybe one year we had like the best swimming team. This is but, like the Ocean's Eleven cast of years um, of movies. Yeah. Everybody's a blockbuster hit. Everything. Everything. I'm surprised we made it through this year with any money. The economy didn't collapse because of all the people having to spend all their money going to theaters to watch this stuff. Dog, I don't, uh, we won't talk about it until the next season, but it's also wild because. You know, like a whole 9-11 happens this year, too. <laughs> like a lot of stuff going on. No, like not to uh, obviously that was a tragic moment for everyone involved. But I'm just saying like movies st- like this amount of movies still happened with th- like and then at the with one quarter left of the year to go. We really quit releasing movies for a minute. Like, remember, there was like we we're like, so when can we have people go back to the movies? <laughs> so a lot of this was happening prior to that even. And then they still had, they're like, I mean, we got Harry Potter on deck. Like, we releasing that. I don't, unless gotta, the world gotta ends. got to keep up with it. These kids aren't getting any younger. And we still got five, seven more of these bitches to make. Yeah, like, no, nah, this shit's coming out, dog. Like, I don't care what happened in the world. Like, we're going to send this shit out, dude. Yes, folks, here we are in, I, what I what we've been kind of referring to as, like, pre-Group C. Because once we, after we finish this, this will be who comprises Group C for us. We had to, we couldn't just leave it to a group of 16 folks that like so said. many. Wait till you hear this group alone. This group alone. Imagine if we would have excluded half of these on the list. <laughs> All right, folks, we have the two seed Legally Blonde going up against the 31 seed Harry Potter, the 15 seed Shrek going up against the 18 seed The Royal Tenenbaums, the seven seed Bridget Jones's Diary going up against the 26 seed Rush Hour 2, the 10 seed Serendipity going up against the 23 seed Monsters. Inc. Once again, we do not seed these brackets. We provide the list to our bracketologists. They send it back to us. And that's why we have to have heartbreakers like Legally Blonde and Harry Potter in the first round. Cody, we I don't want to talk do about it. how much. Right. I just don't want to do it. Hindsight's 2020, right? If we look back now, we realize Rowling's a turf bastard. We don't like her. But yeah. when growing up, Harry Potter was very important to us. Dog. It was very important to our lives. This is like the first movie I remember like waiting outside of the movie theater prior to it opening to get tickets. Like I remember my mom having to like take me and like we waited in line in November in South Dakota to get tickets for Harry Potter because I didn't want to miss it. (laughs) You know, like it just had that magic. Like, I mean, pun intended, I don't know. It just like straight up though, like was something where it was it. It was all encompassing. I mean, if I go back now, though, and watch Legally Blonde, this movie rips. It's funny as hell. Yeah, I love not... Legally Blonde. And we don't have to worry about all the the turf allegations that we have with Harry Potter. Right. Yeah. You just get to have a delightful 
little romp with Reese Witherspoon. Yup. And get to watch her. God, that's that scene at the end of the movie when she solves it because of like the perm issue, like catching someone on that technicality. I was like, yo, this is legal drama right here. <laughs> this is how it is. There was no legal drama on Harry Potter. And also, Zero. correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they made a Harry Potter musical. We got a Legally Blonde musical out in these streets on Broadway. That's true. Um, I mean, there's there's Harry Potter play. Like there is like an official. Yeah, I the... know. There's a bunch of Harry. They have, we can't. Legally Bond can't throw fists in this realm. Harry Potter's got everything. The game comes out in like a week that do not support, but chase your bliss, I guess. And then we got all the movies. We got franchise frights. We've got even Dumbledore's world of dingus animals, whatever that, fantastic creatures. and Oh, where they uh, eat. yeah, fantastic myth- mythical beasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, this is a whole world. J.K. Rowling's super wealthy off this whole thing. And Legally Blonde, I mean, just exists as itself. I guess it got a sequel, right? It got a sequel, and I think we're getting the trilogy. I think we're completing the trilogy soon. <laughs> yes, this year. This year, we will have the, the you know, what we were all begging for. We were all looking for that final, <laughs> the final conclusion to wrap up. The, the greatest- Elwood saga. <laughs> the greatest story ever told. We're finally going to know what happens. I'm glad they finally had the courage to be like, no, no, no. And, we got to give the people what they were 20 years later. We've got to give the people the conclusion. <laughs> There's no way we can't put Harry Potter into the next. Do you think the conclusion is that Elle Woods essentially becomes like a JK Rowling? Like she, <laughs> like she herself, like there's like this, like really sweet young woman who wants to get in, but she's like, yo, that bitch is dumb. Look at her. Like, I don't know if she'll be blonde, but it'll be like some like Instagram, like influencer kind of girl. Who's like yeah. all about the law. But then Elle Woods is like, fuck that chick. And that's what nah, the whole too, thing is. She she's beca- too dumb. Like she, she becomes too, like, the monster, dude. Yeah. And then she has yeah. to like relearn what it means to like truly inspire again. But at the same time, she does say some things that are just unforgivable. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we're done with you. Can you just go? <laughs> Can you just go, please? Could you not so be here? What you're this? saying, the whole legally blonde universe is just a parallel of the actual jk rowling cycle that we're in parallel i mean i think it's kind of analog it's like an analogy it's analogous i mean they'll they won't use the obviously they're gonna say she's l woods and not jk rowling although she might go by like ek woods just to really mess with them you know like be like no no no. we want you guys to know we we know we're talking about here it's dude it sucks because i do it would be one thing i think if looking back this like harry potter was like a bad movie you know like and like legally because you're right legally blonde holds up as just a film like, it's yeah. great. It's easy to watch. I've, I've seen it within the last year and was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. And it like ho- it holds up in such a way that you're like, damn, kind of a bummer that we didn't progress further because it feels like we're still talking about this shit. But Harry Potter great. does the same thing. It's fine. It's a good film. It's they so did a good, good. job. It, they stayed faithful enough to the source material that people didn't riot in the streets. Had that dope chess scene <laughs> where they have to play human chess people. That's the only chess that's acceptable to watch. <laughs> the point yeah, we got a lock in Harry Potter. So I yeah. guess, do we, we have to decide now before we get into bracket proper, do we just divest JK out of this whole scenario going I forward? I mean, we, to some extent, I think we, it's hard not to, but it, like, at what point is, I don't want to say like separating the art from the artist, but at, like what point to is something, especially when it's already so done and gone and it's like, 
it feels more like we're like punishing her kid than we are like her art being the child. Then it's like, yeah, I mean, your parents sucks, but like, you're fine. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like we all have parents, you know, like you've got friends who have parents you don't like, and you're like, I don't, I don't want to hang out with your parents, but like, you're cool. Yeah. We'll figure it out as we go forward, but we got to like in Harry Potter and Pete legally blonde, which sucks. Yeah. Legally blonde rules. I think it could have made some headway in other, you know, it just depends on who it goes up against. You know, I think you're right, but I agree. I think it could have been a, a sleep, a dark, a dark horse. And now here it is out in the first round. All right. Next up, we got the 15 seed Shrek going up against the 18 seed Royal Tenenbaums. Cody, can you, can you walk me through Royal Tenenbaums? Cause I feel like this was one when we were making the list and you saw, it, you're like, Oh sh- dang, dude, we got to probably include that. That's got, I mean, it, it is the, I don't think it's the first Wes Anderson. No, but, but I, it was, I think it's like the one that kind of like broke them through him through the next level of like directing and writing yeah uh, but it's just got a stacked cast it's one of those absurdist comedies that everybody like creamed their jeans over you know yes there was a lot of ge- a lot of gene creaming there's i feel like it's a movie that people say is one of their favorites to sound smart it has that vibe fine. it has that vibe it has that energy it's a good movie i liked it but it's going up against the powerhouse that is shrek once again, Shrek. two, two just one of the greatest meme generators in the history. We have a friend who gets shout out, who gets kicked off Facebook every 30 days, gets suspended because he can't stop sharing pictures of Shrek's wiener. <laughs> Shrek's out here still in 2023, keeping people on their toes. I it's one of those things, too, that like as a child, we were there. We were there. We were used. We were we were the exact right age for Shrek when it came out. Right. We were just mm-hmm. just aging into being, you know, Annoying teens who would never want to watch a kid's movie, but this was a kid's movie with some edge. They made some fart jokes. They made some sex jokes that were supposed to go over our heads, but I caught some. <laughs> I'm still out here catching I mean, there's, from that movie. I'm st- yeah, no, to this day when I watch it, I'm like, damn, what? You said, okay, all right, shut Damn, I didn't know you would say that, but it's one of those things where- The sh- soundtrack too. The soundtrack Shre- is well, so good. How, I just wonder, I want to know, like, this is one of the things I just find so beautiful- about the meme economy is just like, why this one? I remember watching it and be like, this was fine. It was an enjoyable film. I don't think I would have. If like, I go back and watch it now, I would prefer to watch the Royal Tenenbaums, I think. Right. I, like, but there's this nostalgia factor that Shrek defined a generation. It was like our movie. It, it's ours, but we're, I don't think we were the ones making the memes by the time that that started, right? When the Shrek yeah. memes start to come, those are, that's the generation below us. So like, what was it about this for them? That they were like, that they just saw all of the potential. How do we miss it? You know, like this is, I really think if it weren't for this kind of reliving of it through memes and through Smash Mouth. Smash uh, Mouth mostly, yeah. Mostly Smash Mouth. Like it would have just died on the vine. I mean, I guess it, ha- I mean, it has three sequels. So like it was yeah, there. It's it had around. a tate. I mean, it, yeah. it, it made a statement, but it was going to fade into the background, you know? Right. Yeah. It just felt like, oh, but then some, I don't know. Who saw it one day and was like, yo, there's like it was the meme, the, the 30 memes, of, like the queen of memes. They just nailed it outside of Shrek. It is very limited movies that are this dense, like to this day, <laughs> this dense, right? Like it feels like now people are trying to find it like like with Zoolander when all of a sudden Zoolander memes are popping up and you're like, oh, so you guys just discovered Zoolander. OK, cool. Like whoever is making. these, Yeah, I want to be I want to get into the zoomer culture i want to get i can't tap into it it's impossible they're too fast they're too young they're too smart i can't keep up but if we could just get someone in there who can and tell us what's going to be the next hot meme because they're riding through our stuff right now they're right 
I think that's they, what's... they got from Shrek. Now they're at Zoolander. I don't know what's next. I want to know what's next. So you I can know what's be wild. Cool. You know what's wild though is like, I mean, at some in some ways I'm like grateful for that. It's a way to like bring something back for me. I'm like, oh yeah, I love that. But it's also like how daunting for your generation that like anytime you're watching old content, you're trying, you're like, how can I make this new content? Like we <laughs> we just used to watch old shit, you know? Yeah, and you just go I... tell you just go you tell your friends jokes that you heard from like freaking Beverly Hillbillies. You know, they, like you just still, like come in. They still kill. Yeah. Like they're funny. Joe, you like, dude, I saw that. And like, but that was it. That's as far as it went. And now kids like have this. I feel like they almost have this burden, this weight to make new content every time they see something. And I'm like, yo, you can just like watch old shit too, though. You know, like, just don't enjoy. worry. Nick, the problem I have though, is we're trying to figure out the best movie of 2001. And is Royal Tenenbaums better than Shrek? If we take out the iconic nature of Shrek. If we take out the cultural relevance, you know, the thing that sustains it i feel like it royal tenenbaums it. has that though it kind of launched i, I mean, mean it launched that whole genre of weird wes anderson films yeah like the quirky like this is definitely when indie movies are breaking through getting into the mainstream this is what legitimizes i think the wilson brothers yeah and like gives us like oh a that would that, that there's two they're like there's two wilsons uh but at the same time i'm i mean i know it was highly praised it's got some awards. It's winning some stuff here. People loving Gene Hackman. I mean, I, I'm, I'm stretched. We got to go lock in Shrek. But I think Royal Tenenbaums is very good. I would rather watch it than Shrek. Yes. Is that also because I've watched Shrek a thousand times? Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Could be that. But it's, I mean, it's got to be Shrek. Yeah, there's no getting around, especially around one. Come on. We can't do that. We can't do that. All right. Next up, we've got the seven seed Bridget Jones's Diary. Going up against Rush Hour 2, the movie's so nice, they made it twice because I really don't think Rush Hour... I think Rush Hour 2 is so similar. They're like, <laughs> can we just put you two back together? Can we I just run that, it back one more time? There are times, though, when like that's all you need from a sequel, right? You're just like, sure, 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 plot, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we just get Chris Tucker... And Jackie Chan back together again. I just want Chris Tucker making funny commentary while Jackie Chan whoops ass. Yeah. Some slightly, some slightly, I mean, to, offensive at the time to this day, but you're like, I don't know. Chris Tucker gets it. He's fine. He can <laughs> say, you can't say Like you just pointed out, like you still can't say that, but, that, but Chris Tucker will, he's fine. He's fine. I am we shocked. Allow it. I am shocked that this movie hasn't ended up in like, People's like, yo, this movie is wildly problematic. Is it something where when something is just so actively problematic that you're like, what's the point? They must have been going for it. Maybe it's like, we can always be like, they're just trying to shine a spotlight on these problems. That's why it's clearly so problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I think any vehicle that has Jackie Chan in it is going to be a good time for me. I don't know what it is with my love of Jackie Chan, but I'll watch all of his movies. Dude does his own stunts. He's out here. He's funny. He's charismatic. He knows some form of martial art. I'm not going to try to guess which one, but he's he knows, good at it. He knows all of them. He knows all the martial arts. He's the, a, our, our karate dad that we all wish we had. As a young as a young child who grew up with many Jackie Chan movies, that to me is all I felt like we were talking. Like he knows all the martial arts, mm -hmm. but he's funny. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's like me. He, that's he's gonna the, be me when someday. He's the guy who got people into karate. So then, but when you go to your first karate class and it's just some like some like prick who never got over being bullied, <laughs> and that's your that's your dojo master, that's your sensei, and you're like, 
Wait, but you're not like fun like Jackie Chan is with karate. <laughs> that he set the expectation that everyone who knows karate is going to be fun like Jackie Chan. Fun and charming. And then you get to your first karate class and it's just like some dude who's just being a total like he's like, and then when the bullies come to you, this is what you got to do to them. Wish I would have done that. Just be me, maybe been different. Maybe Lisa would have went to the dance with me. I learned this via the internet. There's no like official board to register that like clearly notes what it means to be a certain belt. We could start it's, our own school, Nick, friendly competition. There is, there is uh, nothing school against for it. Martial excellence. That's what we'll call it. The school of martial excellence. And then when they come in, they'll be like, so what do you teach? Karate, Taekwondo? We'll be like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, but which one? Yeah, Jeet Kune Do, whatever you want. What I you got need, you. Dude? Dragon <laughs> Fu? Like, I don't, what do you want, man? Like, we teach, we teach martial here. excellence here. We could get, if what we just get all of our voter voters. I'm a, I'm a penta belt. I'm a penta black belt. Wait, what? Do you not? And I, I just pull off my gi and it's all five belts just wrapped around me, but in like kind of like a sexy harness way. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, I dude. don't. And I'm just hanging teaching? in the back of the, I'm hanging from the rafters in, by a bunch of black belts. Yeah. Clearly in an SNM wrapped thing. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is for children. Could be. <laughs> How cool is your kid? Yeah. <laughs> If for just, $7, if you send us an email and $7 plus shipping, I will send you a black belt of whatever martial oh, yeah. you want. Yeah, no, Remember. for 7 bucks, yeah, we will for sure write up any report because, once again, these aren't registered. Like, I don't know how, I don't know what I thought. Like, I legitimately think I thought that, like, if someone was like, oh, I'm a black belt, I could just, like, search their name. And, and there a was database. a register. There's like, yeah, I thought that too. Like you had to have like earned it, but That's, it's like, no, dude, it makes so much sense because I, there was, I'm not going to say any names. There was a kid in high school who was a black belt. They told us that all the time. And every time I was like, I don't, I think you're, I could whoop your ass and I'm not a black belt. <laughs> so like, this isn't right. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, you no, no, I'm, I'm not. There's gotta I'm be not one guy. To we fight. we have to have a know, guy. These, these are weapons. I can't, if I unleash these in the full way that I could because of my black belt, I would probably kill you and I wouldn't even realize it. So yeah, that's why when you fight me and beat the shit out of me, it's because I'm not even trying to fight back because I would kill you. I would actually probably kill you and I wouldn't even know it. That's how strong I am. Yeah, that's you're like, the vibe that kid gave I Right, and you're just like, yo, could I just see your your black belt verification? Like what's your, what's your, what's your, so, like what's your number? What's your okay. registration number? I'll for look it dollars like, I just want, the, so the motor boaters know for $7, Plus shipping and handling for seven dollars. If you reach out to us, we will either certify you as a black belt, we will certify you as uh expert in goblins, our ghouls, our ghosts, any yep. paranormal that you want to be, except mer like we do take the mer people very seriously, and any martial art. All right, so seven dollars, make that check payable to Cody Lena. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, give your address and where do they have to send it to, buddy? <laughs> I'll start a PO box. I'll get the PO box, I'll put that up on the website. <laughs> yeah, man. I so we have Bridget Jones, Bridget Jones's diary here. And like, I think this is one where I do worry that we're going to do the. Oh, I'm locking in Bridget Jones's diary. Oh, you are? Yeah. First of all, I think it's better than Rush Hour 2. And I also think it was a pretty, I don't want to say important because it makes it sound like it's important, but I think it was a new way to tell that they did like the rom-com story and it was i think it's good right yeah it, it has a it has yeah that unique kind of storytelling device it has it has hugh grant being you know just really kind of starting his hugh grantness i think yeah, that's we got him that's right when he showed up wild to watch about the or like to like realize this how, is the year if you think about it because in the next round i don't want to talk about it very much but the next round we've got serendipity we'll get yeah. to that 
But this is the year that Cusack and I think Hugh Grant passed the baton to each other. I Cusack think was is. leaving it. Yeah, He's like, I'm out of the romance. I'm rom-com game. Here's the baton. Yeah, Hugh Grant. Th- this, is, this is where they a, pass it. A hundred percent. A retirement ceremony was held somewhere. A rom-com retirement ceremony. I don't after- think it was a rom-com retirement ceremony. I think it was a blood ritual where they summoned Hugh Grant out of the blood. They're like, <laughs> Cusack, you are done. Your blood sacrament has been prepared. Now you must retire. Next, and then they throw in some young ingenue, two of them, a guy and a girl, they get thrown in there, and out of the fucking goo comes Renee Zellweger and Hugh Grant, and they're like, you are the next destined to carry the torch. That's how it happened. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I remember, I definitely feel like Hugh Grant got the, I, Renee Zellweger comes out, like, she comes in for a little bit, but I don't feel like she got to stick around. Hugh Grant still is playing Mr. Like dashing, even as like a grandpa <laughs> dashing he's, grandpa, like, sexy That's grandpa. The role I want, I don't know. I mean, I think he's, I, he get, he passed the torch at some point, I think to Matthew McConaughey a few years later, but it was one of those where I just remember being like, Oh, this guy's incredibly charming. Like th- I think this is when you, I learned the term like charming. Cause even Colin Firth, like homeboy is charming too. It's just like, you're like, Oh, this is what they mean. When like, when you want to <laughs> learn like what charisma is, watch these two dudes. Like, kind of be bumbling, but also, like, very confident in their bumbling. Yeah, dude, it's basically an art, and they nailed it. Based an entire life and personality. <laughs> so, for that Nick, reason, I should probably move it forward, huh? Nick is Hugh Grant without the accent, basically. Yeah, I, we had a lock in Bridget Jones' diary, I think. I think Rush Hour 2 tried to, it tried to capture that magic from the first one, but it, it just fell flat. It fell short. I'm trying to remember. I, it's so funny, because I don't recall there being, I know that there's a story. We all know there's a story. But, like... What was it? <laughs> what was the point? What was the point? You know, I know the first one, we have the girl, little girls captured and we got to do that. This one really felt like. All this one, all I remember of this one is there is a fight on the Eiffel Tower and it's pretty lit, right? Rush Hour 2 is the one where they fight on the Eiffel Tower and it's cool as hell. I see. That's the thing is I don't even. Yeah. It I could think be. Right. That's it. could it. be. Why not? Like. Yeah. Let's just get to the next one then. We got Serendipity of the 10 seed going up against Monsters Inc. This is, this is it. This is uh, John Cusack's last chance to. Get it all. Get all of the love <laughs> to, in it. To earn it. To this movie. Do you know? Do you know the premise of Serendipity? Yes. Like, I'm gonna. Hey, we had such a great time, but I don't know. Maybe it's not meant to be. So I'm so gonna write you, a note in a book and hope you find it. This I hope is, you know. It's so terrible that people are teaching these lessons to kids out here. If you love someone, if you've got, if you have a great time, if it's mutual love, both people are in love, don't leave it to chance. Lock that shit down. Just do right. it. Yeah. You could be. No. <laughs> You can spend your whole life being miserable or you could get a wife who's radical and then have a little cat and then you're happy forever. Right. You can do. You don't have to write it down in a book. Right. It just really sets up this like I I think movies like this were very dangerous to like a young mind like mine who, you know, I grew up with a single mother. So she liked to watch rom-com. So I would like hang out and watch rom-coms with my mom. And like this is definitely one of those where it just it makes you believe in like the overly grand gesture, you know, like in a way that's like, if you're 11 years old watching this and this is like what you believe love is supposed to like, look like you don't, you end up like not accepting the very like basic stuff of like, Oh no, I just met a cool person and we had a really good vibe and she's available to hang out in a few days. So I'm going to do that. Dude, if this is your romantic style, it would never have worked for me because uh, you know what? I respect women's bodily autonomy, so no means no. If I'm like, hey, you want to go on a second date? And they're like, I don't know, man. We'll have to leave it up to fate. And fi-. I'm not going to look for that book. Yeah, 
I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say, okay, no, that's a polite way of saying no. A really weird, obscure way to say, no, I don't want to go to second date. Yeah. Well, and also it's one of those, yeah, it definitely, if you read it as anything other, like, if the whole point is like they meet up for one, they have this magical night, right? In New York City, every, it couldn't be a better night with another human. And then it's like, I got to catch a flight tomorrow. What do you do? Oh, I live this other life. I guess we'll never see each other. And like, you can. <laughs> we live but, like, in the future. You can you- though. Like, and even then in 2001, I'm not, yeah, the internet wasn't great, but like we definitely had email. Yeah, so, like there were ways to be and like, hey, what's I your- got to catch a flight tomorrow. So we know in this universe, the plane does exist. Yeah. You can come back. Duh. Yeah, right. Just there hey, isn't just one do- plane that just leaves New York. They don't right. build a plane in New York and have it fly away, never to come back. Right. So but it's like what you said, Cody, where if <laughs> it seems like a guy who's just not listening to the girl, like the girl's like, yeah, no, I mean, like me, you know, yeah, I mean, I have an email, <laughs> but like, I don't check it. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe tonight's just kind of what it is. And maybe we just leave it up to fate if we ever see each other again, you know? But you should get on that plane, though. Don't don't mess it <laughs> up for me. Like, just driving him to the airport. Like, <laughs> no, I think you're the one. Like, I think it, I, I, I would change my whole life for you. But, like, no. Yeah, I think it's definitely setting up bad. I It's the weird thing about Cusack and all of his movies. He plays these the romantic lead in rom-coms, but he's, like, kind of toxic the whole time in all of them yeah he's never yeah. it's always toxic relationships there's never one where you you should not watch a john cusack movie and think this is how to do it yeah <laughs> never don't do that we need to ban I'm john... monsters inc for the reason that first of all monsters inc rules nick yeah monsters inc shreds to this day you can watch it whenever you want still very good very funny Hold I, don't up. Even, I think we could save it for the next round. Yeah, we're just going to – Monster Zinc's going to stroll in spinning its cane. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, a chance. I definitely – I just don't see a world where I can give serendip – this movie that just it – led, it led me astray. Once again, who knows, man? Who knows how many, how many like, cool girls I went on a date with, but I was like, but man, we didn't have a magical night, and then there's no problems where we could just see each other again? That's not love. <laughs> That's not how love works, you know? No, I you got to fight for this. Struggle for it. every step of love needs to be <laughs> a daunting, be. laborious task until we finally can have that one big kiss and then have no idea what happens afterwards. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, wait, we really didn't know each other that well, did we? We just kind of had a really fun night. Probably because we we're a little drunk. We weren't really paying attention, <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Yeah, let's move Monsters, Inc. on into the final. So there it is, folks. We have our group C. We will have the 31 seed Harry Potter go up against Shrek. We'll have the seven seed Bridget Jones' Diary go up against Monsters, Inc. So that will be Group C, and that will come out uh, eventually at some point. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're not a cop. Now you just know. Now you know. That's what it's going to be. So you can look out for it. Uh, But thank you so much for listening to this episode of Friendly Competition. If you want to watch your boys, a few things that you can do, as always, share with a friend, tell a friend, wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you are hitting that follow, hitting that subscribe, hitting those five stars would be so helpful. Yes, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. If you have an idea for a 16-team tournament you'd like to see us do, you can email that to us. Apparently, you can email us 32 if you've got enough of them. At friendly coverage podcast at gmail.com. Do not send us 32. We will not. Do it's, that. Yeah. This unless, is... unless it's the best thing that's yeah. ever done. And then we'll look at it. But I mean, at some point, do we have to do Baskins? Baskin Robbins? 31 flavors? Ooh, yeah. And then we just put like blood as the 32. <laughs> as the 32. <laughs> Doesn't always have to be blood, Cody. It can be. <laughs> 
could just be something else or it could just something could have a buy. I, I don't want I, the amount of blood you've made me try over hey, dude, throughout the course um, of this. Eventually it grows on you. It grows on you. I, I don't want it to. What does it say about you? Uh, shout out to Charizard for that intro outro music. You want to hear more of their stuff? Head over to Bandcamp. Type in Charizard. Replace the vowels with sixes. That's going to be it for us, folks. We got the pre-group D dropping on Wednesday. But until then, I've been Nick Carey. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat. <laughs>